0: Glory, glory, fresh anointing, fresh oil. Mm-hmm. Let the eyes of the heavens of heavens, the seven eyes of God, penetrate your hearts, that your flesh be utterly crucified with Christ. The only thing you deal with in the preparation for revival is religion of the flesh, called sorcery. Religion of the brain. And I tell you the truth, it's getting massacred. The sorcery of Satan is being washed away from the Hudson Bay to the Gulf of Mexico, from the Atlantic to the Pacific Ocean, and all North America. All the sorceries of the religious magic arts of Satan and his angels, Are washed away today. Amen. Thank you, Father, for a new North America coming forth now. And it is a true and faithful saying that as America goes, so goes the rest of the world. Amen. Even all the healing of communist nations and all nations, all religious nations, all the nations of the world will follow the new Jerusalem will follow the sons of God. The manifestation of the sons of God now is the end of the great tribulation. People are like, I didn't even... You've been in. That's what the bewitchment's been. That's what the struggle's been. That's why the never-ending warfare, and it's like, you know, many of us have had family members that have died in the great tribulation of the potent sorcery Of the religious magic arts of Babylon the Great. We have had many casualties. I've lost family members. I've lost many friends along the way. We have lost so much to Babylon the Great that we can say like the psalmist, blessed is he who takes her seed and dashes it against the rock of ages and utterly annihilates it into the lake of art, taking all the confusion. Babylon means confusion. Great confusion of the sorceries of the fallen angels and takes them and dashes them against the rock. Well, we're not talking about, you know, killing babies here, you know. We're talking about killing the lies of Satan. We're talking about removing all the works of the enemy that's hurt us in the world. We're talking about removing the curse of the fall, removing religion, removing flesh, removing the authority of Satan and the curse of the law and even mosaic sorcery and even Kabbalah and removing the magic arts and removing the lying tongues of the bad report of the ten who perished in the wilderness. Amen? The Joshua's represent the apostles and the Caleb's represent the prophets. Caleb took the high places in the promised land. Joshua took the low places in the promised land. The apostles work from below, Amen, from the belly of the earth, plowing in the ox nature of God, plowing the foul ground and all the bellies of the nations, loosing the bowels of compassion in the nations. And Caleb, the Caleb company of the prophets, they take the high places. Now in fivefold ministry, we take all of it, but The Caleb Company is here, and the Joshua Company is here, and there are many different types of apostles and prophets, and they're all wonderful. Everyone who's sent from the very presence of God that does the Father's will is wonderful, and we bless them all. A lot of the strife that we deal with is that we think we're something when we get some revelation. I tell you the truth. If you think you're great, go and serve other tribes. You know, you think you're something now that... You've drank the glory of God and you've seen the great white eagle and you've hung out with the 24 elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin and you are acquainted with the chariots of fire and the whirlwinds of fire and the horsemen of fire and you've met Elijah and you've met Moses and you know God face to face. You think, now go and serve an evangelical free church. Serve them. Go into a word of faith church and bless Kenneth Hagin's offspring go and serve some other tribes if you think you're actually that great a lot of people get prideful when they taste the glory they get puffed up with revelation knowledge that's when you go and humble yourself and you learn to be a servant leader you know and that's what actually will take you to a, a greater glory you know amen you feel that that's the truth setting you free right now Go and serve some other tribes. That doesn't mean you leave the tribe that you're born in. That means that you go and develop an even deeper commitment of servanthood of God the Father's nature that serves others more highly than Himself. The Father's the King. The Father's the King of Kings, and the Father is the Lord of Lords. He is. The Father has only fathered kings and queens of righteousness, in the last 6000 years so if the father is your father then you will in the father's likeness serve others more highly than yourself who is the greatest in the kingdom of glory the servant of all you know and we have a hard time even serving our family members we have a hard time even serving our spouse but we're real something in the flesh look at me i got all this revelation i'm a prophet I'm a great white eagle, I'm a white lion, I'm a throne room Christian, you know, and you've tasted the throne room, and you've tasted the white lion, and you've tasted the white eagle, now go and serve. And actually take it out there and learn how to love others. And, you know, get spit on, get attacked, get carjacked, get jumped in an alleyway. You know, let people say every lying thing about you every day. Because you're exposing, by serving them, the Father's love. What's in their hearts and everything in their hearts that's religious is going to kill you. Religion's the spirit of murder. It's called Cain in the Bible. The spirit of Cain. It's the light of Cain that's in their hearts that murders Abel because Abel brought a genuine sacrifice that the Father received. Abel Abel sacrificed from his heart, from his spirit, from his soul, Cain sacrificed from his flesh. It's true. Hallelujah. Cain did not sacrifice from his heart. He was just externally sacrificed. He was the first Pharisee, so to speak. He was the first murderer. He's the first person to kill another person on earth. Cain murdered Abel. And that seed of Cain is recorded in the genealogies of the Bible so that you would know the offspring of Satan in the nations. And those genealogies carry all the way into Matthew and Luke. Luke brings the genealogies all the way to Adam. So it's not just about the Jewish genealogies to Abraham. It goes past Abraham back to Adam, which means all nations. All nations. (laughs) There is neither Jew nor Gentile. The Luke genealogy in the gospel goes to Adam, the first man. Amen. Meaning that Jesus Christ now saves all nations. There is no races. There is no flesh. The Father only is dealing with the spirit and the soul, which is your heart. Amen. Truth anyhow. He's only dealing with the heart. He only sees the heart. God sees the heart. If you are not ministering into the heart and circumcising the heart and plowing the field of the flesh and sowing good seed into the heart, you're not doing Christian ministry at all. You need to see the heart. You need to have the eyes of the Father that only see the heart, that see the spirit and the soul, which is the heart. Amen? In Hebrew, heart means spirit and soul. Every time you read about the heart, In Hebrew, in the Old Testament, the word heart means the spirit and the soul, the very person, okay? Hebrews 4.12, in Greek, it says, and the sword of the spirit separates the very spirit from the soul, which is the breath of life. In Greek, soul means breath of life. Did you know soul means your breath of life? And everything in your soul right now is the influence of your air, and your thoughts. Whatever you're thinking and breathing is what fills your soul, what fills your heart. So if you start thinking about things that are above, and you start breathing in the rarefied air of Mount Zion, come on somebody, your soul gets filled with heaven, and life gets better. You get transformed by the restoration of your soul. Psalms 23, He restores our souls. Amen? Glory. So it's as simple as just letting your air be whacked by the grace of the Lord Jesus. How do you transform the atmosphere? I'm glad you asked. Amen. Well, you release the river. You got a river coming out of your belly. Revelation 22, verse 1 I saw a river proceeding from the throne of God and the Lamb. And then you go into John 7, 37 and 38 in the gospel. To all who are thirsty, come and drink, and out of their belly will flow rivers of living waters. But of this he spoke of the Holy Ghost for those who believe. Unbelievers, which are religious people, don't have the river. That's why they murder me every day in public ministry. I mean, it's just the hatred I experience from others towards God the Father that I bring in ministry, most of you will never understand throughout eternity. And I'm happy to do it because that's what God created me to do. And I'll do it. I'd do it a million times. But you need to understand what's in people's souls that attacks the realm of the Father, the brightness of the Father, the eyes of the Father and the horns of the Father. Revelation 5:6. I saw a lamb looking as though it had been slain, having seven eyes and seven horns, which are God the Father. Right? God's number is seven. The seven spirits of God is seven. The Father. Jesus knew the Father as the Father in me doing the works. The book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ five times calls the Father the seven spirits of God in Christ doing all the miracles, all the signs, all the wonders in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I mean, are we Christians or what? Are we waking up from the realm of the dead? Are we religious? Are we spiritual? Are we the sons and daughters of the living Father? Or are we still in the graveyard wearing grave clothes? And we're like, where is he? Where is he? Why do you look up into the clouds, men of Galilee? This same Jesus will come in like manner. He'll come through you before he comes to you. <laughs> we are looking for him on the outside because we're deceived by religion. Satan has deceived the Christians so bad that they don't even know where God is and we're supposed to be the temple of the body of Christ? First Corinthians chapter 6, we're the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're like, where is he? Hopefully the Lord shows up today. Maybe he's sleeping. Maybe he went on a long vacation. We sound like the prophets of Baal. I mean, really. I listen. I love you. But when people talk about the Holy Ghost and don't know the Holy Ghost and don't know the Father in them and don't know the River and don't know the Throne and don't know the New Covenant and don't know about the Cup of the New Covenant, don't know the Wine, don't know the Oil, don't know the Lord, don't know anything about real Christianity, to me, when they talk, it sounds like the prophets of Baal. It does. Where is he? Maybe he's went away. The heavens are brass. Things are so hard, and I don't know why. Why are we still perishing for lack of knowledge? How in the world, after so much revelation, are most Christians still struggling so severely and perishing for lack of knowledge? Sick, terminal illness, disease manifesting out of their soul, hatred, murder, I want to kill you, I want to punch you, I'm going to come at you with the knife. You know, what is that? Why would a person want to come at God the Father with a knife? Why would he want to do that? When the Father is love and the Father... Oh, because Satan's religion has filled your soul with thoughts and the prince of the power of the air through your nostrils like the Egyptian hook, how they pull out the brain in the mummification process. There's a hook in their brain like... uh, what does the Bible say? Beauty on a, on, a, on a woman, on a foolish woman, is like a hook in a pig's nose. It's the hook in the nose that goes up and it hooks the brain and it hooks the breath to the kingdom of hell. And the fallen angels can come in and out of that temple as they please. When you're bewitched in Galatians chapter 3, verses 1-3, through three, you foolish Galatians who has bewitched you, haven't begun in the belly, you're going to finish in the brain having begun in the spirit, want to finish in the flesh? When you start getting into bewitchment, you start serving the prophets of Baal and you start serving Jezebel. The vast majority of Christianity in the charismatic church that you've been exposed to in your lifetime has been Jezebelic. Even the greatest prophets, even the greatest apostles of the church age were still under Jezebel. How can it be? Because they didn't bring the kingdom. They didn't bring the new Jerusalem. Nobody's mad at them. No one's co- condemning them. I'm just telling you, the mandate now is to bring the kingdom, the four living creatures, and plant them like tent, tent pegs in all North America with the star of the angel power of the throne of the heavenly Sanhedrin and bring cherubim lightning through all hearts. Flashing lightning. Psalm says he illuminates the earth with his lightnings. Let him illuminate your hearts, your souls with his lightning. He raises the dead by lightning. How do you think Jesus was raised from the dead? You know? How do you think Lazarus was raised from the dead? Lazarus was four days dead and mummified. And they said he smelled bad, he stinketh. But I'm going there to wake him up. Oh, he's only only sleeping. Jesus had such perfect prophetic eyes, the seven eyes. Revelation 5, 6, Jesus walked in the seven eyes of the seven spirits of God. He walked in God the Father. How many of y'all know Adam and Eve walked in that? And now we need to also. Firstborn from amongst the dead, firstborn of many. We need to walk in the seven eyes of the Holy Ghost. We need to know the Father as the seven eyes in our hearts. Otherwise, we're blind. We're like just shooting out prophecies to people. Well, maybe maybe that'll be a word for you. but well, maybe that will help. No, you need to be like Jesus with the seven eyes, I see Lazarus. How You know, Jesus could see Lazarus in the realm of the dead, in Abraham's bosom. And he tells the story of Lazarus and the rich man, doesn't he? He could see the separation. He could see the, the great void and the chasm and the rich man asking for just a drop of cold water from Lazarus. Jesus told the story of Lazarus and the rich man because he was looking for his buddy. They were friends. So he he took his father's vision. He's like, oh, he died. He saw him in Abraham's bosom. And he's like, well, I'm going to go there and just raise him up. Amen? Now that's a prophet. I haven't seen a prophet do that yet. I've seen prophets predict the world series. I've seen prophets predict comets that NASA couldn't predict. I've seen prophets predict all kinds of stuff. But how about seeing someone in the realm of the dead telling a story of what they're experiencing down there, and then going there a few days later, and then raising them up. He comes out levitating. Because he was mummified. He couldn't walk. You know, when you're mummified in grave clothes, you can't walk. So he came up out floating. Ah, and they saw the resurrection. So in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ that comes forth now, You're going to levitate. You're going to fly. You're going to feel like you're floating. The first three months after I got saved in 1999, October to January 2000, I felt like I was floating. Oh, yeah, floating the whole time, light as a feather. I couldn't believe it. I talked to the people. I'm like, yeah, it's because your innocence got restored. When you don't have sexual immorality in your soul, in your heart, when you don't have any lust in your heart, and there's just the seven eyes of the Father's love burning in your heart, you're going to be floating. Jesus flew up into the cloud. How did he do that? He was a man like us, wasn't he? Jesus was a man like you and I that received the Holy Spirit just like you and I. Shandarava kande. Hallelujah. It's just he obeyed the Father perfectly, never got afraid, was never intimidated by the enemy, and just did it. He just did it. If you can just not be scared and just trust the Father to father your heart, to get all the fears out, to get all the cares out, to be a perfect father to you, if you can go deeper in your relationship with God the Father and be only fathered by God the Father, you're going to do greater works. John 14, 12, you will do greater works because I'm going to the Father. Amen? we haven't seen greater works the sons of god bring them the sons of god bring the greater works that that resurrection work i'm talking about walking through graveyards and the bones begin to rattle ezekiel 37 it's happened before he can do it again ezekiel walked through the valley of dry bones and he prophesied to the four winds of heaven the four living creatures the eternal gospel to fill the dry bones with the gospel of God, with the word of God, with the living water of God, with the fire of God. And they came alive. Can these dry bones live? Can these bewitched Christians that serve Jezebel and not Christ live? Yes, they can. They can by the four living creatures. All you got to do is drive out the sorcery of the flesh and everyone comes alive. It's just... People don't believe there is a sorcery. People don't believe that there is a darkness. They're so deceived that they think they're just mere human beings walking the earth and there's no spiritual stuff happening around them all the time. That's what sorcery does to you. Sorcery turns you into animals as it was in the days of Noah. And they come to the Ark of the Glory and then they get transformed from Natural animals into altogether new creatures. 2 Corinthians 5:17. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Metamorphosis is all about removing the sorcery of Satan and his angels out of your hearts, and we can take you to a place that you're willing to go, and the process can begin. But most people are not willing. Most people get scared of actual change, and the word change in Greek is metamorphosis. Did you know that? To repent or to change means to metamorphosize, which means you have to get less sorcery and more glory in your actual soul, getting your soul healed from religion, getting your soul healed from rebellion, getting every reptile, and amphibian out of Sodom and Egypt where our Lord was crucified, which is a magic spell of lust and pride, out of your soul so that every room in your interior castle is lit up, illuminated by the lightnings of God, the cherubim of God, or the lightnings of God that work in between the four living creatures. That's what I'm seeing. I saw New York City specifically during worship today. And I saw four living creatures pegged around North America. And people are like, oh, what about my... Trust me, as the U.S. goes, so goes the whole world. As the U.S. goes, so goes the whole world, all right? And just hallelujah. Praise the Lord for it, because it's the truth anyhow. And I saw the four living creatures peg North America. From the Hudson Bay to the Gulf of Mexico to the Pacific to the Atlantic Oceans. And I see cherubim, lightnings, cherubim, lightnings of the throne of Jesus Christ going horizontally through all hearts in North America. That is the season you are in right now, and I saw Satan fall like lightning. Amen? And he fell. And now you get him out of everyone on earth. He fell from the heavens to the earth. And now you get him out of everyone on the earth. Where does he go from the earth? The lake of fire. Hallelujah. He goes into the lake of fire. I see the beast. I see the false prophet. And I see the red dragon out of everyone's hearts and souls and minds and bodies getting burnt out by the cherubim of the four living creatures of the throne of grace out of all North America into the lake of fire this season. This is the beginning of never ending revival and nothing can stop it. We've already faced everything the enemy has. You know, they can, sticks and stones, can, you know, hurt my bones, but words, whatever, just get massacred by the cherubim of God, by the lightnings of God. No curse could ever kindle against the sons of God that are predestined and foreordained. We strike them with the lightnings of the throne of God, and by His lightnings, He illuminates the nation's hearts, and He makes His ministers flames of fire, and in the fire, there is lightning. And in the fire there is glory. As it's written, I myself will be a wall of fire round about you and the glory within. And it's fire and it's glory and it's lightning. And only in the lightning of the Father's full strength will you begin to see the Father and the Father will physically manifest as the glory cloud through all hearts. And when everyone begins to see the glory and to see the Father, that's when they're without excuse. That's when they're harvested. And many people will believe. At least a billion people will believe as they begin to see the lightning of the Father, see the glory of the Father, the delivering power of the Father, the signs and wonders, the gold raining from the sky, the oil raining from the sky, the manna raining from the sky, mosaic signs and wonders of the full apostolic nature of Joshua and the full prophetic nature of Caleb, taking the promised land by the new Jerusalem and by the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Heavenly Father through all flesh in the USA and worldwide. In Jesus' name. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Redlettermen.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.